Good to get Susan Wade here in the Freak Nation. She's been doing this a long damn time like us, uh, covering NHRA. Known Susan for quite a while now, and she uh, has her finger on the pulse of the NHRA and what the hell's going on or what's not, not going on with the NHRA. First of all, do we have any idea, Susan Wade, why 16-time champion John Force and his entire crew, meaning the other teams, are not showing up for these these last several races, especially at Indianapolis? I know it's the weirdest thing. It's like all, all of a sudden we've got the guy who talks all the time saying nothing. <laughs> it doesn't make any mm-hmm. sense. You know? But I I suspect, you know, he, he tried – he said that in an interview that he um, he had dipped into his rainy day savings to keep everybody on board, and then and it was you know like zooming up on a couple million bucks, I think. And and I, you know at some point he said, "I'm not at my age. I'm not. He's 71. He said, "I'm not gonna not gonna go broke at my age." So, but but since he decided not to come, he said nothing. He didn't allude to that. He didn't say put out any press releases or say anything to anyone so i could only guess that that he probably thought well these purses are reduced 30 percent now so they you know since they've gone from three days to two they they cut the race they cut the the payouts so well i mean why i mean he's a pretty smart businessman so i'm not sure why i'm really not sure why anybody's showing up for to race less for for you know less money I just don't, I mean maybe that's what it is I have no mm-hmm. idea though he doesn't hasn't talked to me or anybody else apparently so so the easy thing at least last week was just to say okay he's he doesn't want to necessarily put himself in a situation where you know we're with people people are the ones spreading the coronavirus right now covid-19 so it's probably not that is is, is it safe to say that or is it wrapped into a bundle of he might be losing some sponsorship money, doesn't want to fund things himself. Add to that, on top of that, this pandemic in which who knows if the pandemic has forced some sponsors to move away. It, I mean, it's just it is a weird web that he seems to have woven way back when with his words. You know, you, you brought up a very good point, because I, I think there is there. I think there is some sort of a, a weird, you know, combo of that, because he he was he was saying that he had a. You know, somebody bringing deliveries like a UPS driver or something, and and he knows the guy, and he said, "No, just leave the stuff out there by the gate. You know, I'll come get it." And and the guy said, "You who have died nearly a hundred times, you know, you're afraid of touching oh. this package." And he said, "Yeah, because the guy knows what he does. You know, the guy knows it pretty well." And um, he said, "Yeah, I mean, you're you're afraid of this." And he said, "Well, I'm not taking any chances. You know, and he would leave this these packages outside his gate for like." Two maybe three days before he could oh, wow. touch them. So, so I, I think maybe at his age he's kind of freaked out about that. He could be, and I, I don't blame him. But I think, I think what people want is just they want to know something. I mean, even if he he can't, you know, doesn't want to come out, that's okay. You know, I mean, no, I don't think I don't think anybody should hold anything against him for why he doesn't want to come out. But it would be yeah. kind of nice because I think people are worried about him. You know, Don Perdome tells me that he's fine, that that John is fine, that he's healthy, there's no problems there. But I think he's got a lot of fans. He's always talked about how great how much his fans mean to him. It would be kind of nice if he would, you know, reciprocate a little bit and you know, or at least show that to them and and just say something like, "I'm fine. I can't race in a sustainable way, and the coronavirus has kind of got me a little worried, and you know, and I want to be safe and protect my people and." 
I, th- I think people would just kind of need to hear that from him and they, they'd be okay with it, you know? So I'm not quite sure why he's so silent, you know? Susan Wade joining us here in the Freak Nation, many, many years covering the NHRA and all of us are still just puzzled by the absence of all of John Force racing, mostly the absence of any statements. But with the sport making their comeback, their restart last weekend in Indianapolis and then another race weekend this weekend in Indy, unfortunately, Mother Nature getting the best of the end result today. Do you think NHRA themselves as a series is doing everything as best that they can? Or it seems like there's some mixed feelings out there. Yes, their restart was right or no, they need to do some things better. Where do you stand? You know, I, I think, you know, I'll, I'll rag on them when I think they need it. And, and there are a lot of times I do think they need it. But I think in this particular case, you know, if you put yourself in Glenn Cromwell's shoes, the president of NHRA, I'm not sure any of us would know exactly how to proceed in, in a perfect way. But I think they're really trying to get as, I, I think they want to get as many races as they can in, but they don't want to do, um, I, I think they don't want to do anything that's going to endanger anyone. So, mm-hmm. um, so I don't think they're doing anything bad that way. I think the restart went went well. I was there for the restart. I was not there today, but I was I was there for the restart, and I thought it went fine. I thought it, you know, everybody. Although I didn't see a lot of people social distancing, I shouldn't say that maybe because I don't want to hurt the sport. But, but no, no, no. Um, you're, and the thing is, Susan, you're not hurting the sport. We see it on TV with NASCAR that. They're a race in Bristol on Wednesday night. Everybody running down to to the track at the end of the race, totally not social distancing. Same thing today during the red flag in, in Texas. So, yeah, as much as these series are doing all they can to make things safe for people, it still comes down to people not making it safe for each other. Right. And, and you know, and the, and the, the thing that hurts, you know, has really tied one hand behind its own back by having the TV package that it does. They They have to have that front gate they have to sell tickets and have fans on the property buying merchandise and spending money and doing things you know they have to have that nascar doesn't have to have that i think indycar if i'm not mistaken i don't know a lot about it but i think indycar is kind of in the same boat that nhra is they they don't have a great tv package from what i'm told so yeah so um is that correct yeah i believe so i mean they don't, they're not making a ton of money off it let's put it that way Right, right. And so, so NHRA insisted on having fans. And if you're going to insist on having fans, then, you know, you've got to, you've got to make sure that you go to states that are friendly. And, and Indiana, we all know, is, is you know, they, they bend over backwards and do anything for racing people. So that's, and that's a good thing. But, but still, they're selling tickets for $20 a piece, which is great. But, but and you could get 50%. Indiana's allow, allowing, grandstands to be at 50% capacity, which of which they have not been in NHRA, but there, you know, maybe a couple thousand showing up, but, you know, it's sort of hard. I don't know if people are freaked out about not, you know, about not wanting to be out in public or around other people, but um, don't see that way when you're over there and they're going to restaurants and doing whatever, but, but um, people are not showing up. They're not filling it up 50%. I can tell you that. And if you can't sell more than a couple thousand tickets at $20 a piece, which is a pretty good deal, I'm not sure what they can do anymore, you know? So I don't think they've done a, I don't think the NHRA has done a bad job. They said, if we can't, if we can't go to the next race, we'll just, you know, if we can't go to a race because of local restrictions or whatever, statewide restrictions, we'll just 
go to the next race, but they've lost more than a you know more than a third of their season. You know, canceling races. So, mm. and this is the, they've added a race in Indianapolis, which is supposed to replace the Denver race. But they've lost Denver and Brainerd. So you take one step forward, two steps back. So I'm not sure. I'm, I'm just not sure why they say. I mean, do they really? I don't know. Do they really think they're going to get this whole season in? I, I, it's a pretty ambitious season. 16 races in consecutive weeks. I don't. First of all, I think they're going to wear people out if they even get to do it. But um, I don't know. I just, I, I just, I don't. Know. It baffles me why they actually. Don't just raise all the races in Indianapolis if that's, you know, <laughs> if that keeps them afloat, why don't they do that? You know, it's okay. Susan Wade is our NHRA insider. Susan, <clears throat> excuse me, it's, let's talk about a couple of rumors. You mentioned fan uh, attendance, and I heard that some of the uh, contracts that some of these drivers have is based on fan attendance, and that there's not going to be any fans, the sponsors don't want to pay. If that becomes a problem for uh, drivers, uh, the NHRA was already seeing uh, champions who couldn't get sponsors. They were seeing fields that were thinning out. They had to cut back on some of the pro stock races. Is is the NHRA going to survive this? Well, you know, it's funny because you would think not. I mean, I, I, the business model, I guess, before all this pandemic happened, I, I think it's a crazy business model to begin with. I think it's an upside-down business model in the first place. So having said that, I think that, you know, you know, Glenn Cromwell has assured me many times that, well, we've done all the all the modeling, all the worst case scenarios and 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 we'll be okay. And I said, You will, but what about your teams? Your teams might not be okay. It's not just and he knows it's not just about the NHRA. It's about what he as he refers to them all the time as the stakeholders. You know, the tracks and whatever and the tracks, the fans, the sponsors, the race teams, but but they're not I mean, they've probably done all the worst case scenario models and I don't think they're in great shape. I mean, and I asked him, I said, how can you just keep holding out like the carrot on the stick, you know, the carrot on the string, you know, like, well, maybe we'll go to Brainerd. Well, maybe we'll go to this place. Maybe we'll go to Topeka. Maybe we'll go back to Gainesville. Maybe, you know, you, how, I don't think you should play those games with your teams. So I'm not sure. I don't know anything about the, that's interesting about the contracts of, you have to be in front of so many people, but, um, kind of makes sense that sponsors want to be guaranteed eyeballs on their on their product and their their logos but um yeah no i don't i don't know i know of a couple who've lost sponsors but i i don't no one's coming right out and saying this sponsor's bailing you know have have so, any have any teams i'm sorry to cut you off susan but have any no, teams uh, sent uh, staff sent uh people home are teams cutting back on the number of people on the payroll? Uh, have you heard anything about that in the in the in the garage? Well, I, I, a few of them have, and of course, obviously, John Force has. The funny thing about John Force is that he tried to keep everybody on the payroll. That's why he spent so much of his own personal money, and and then the guys he laid off. We're talking to the guys who were still there, and they said, "Hey, we're making more money than you are." 
So the guys went to John and said, this is all according to John. So I'm not, you know, this is not hearsay. John said that these, the ones he kept said, well, those guys are making more money than us. You know, they're not doing anything, you know. He said, well, if you want me to do it, I'll lay off more of you. If you want to get laid off, I'll lay off, you know. So I think there was some of that going on as well. But so I know in, in John's case, yes, I, I someone told me, gosh, the other day, a couple of days ago, that they're just down to Robert, Jimmy Proc, and Austin Proc, and that they're making personal protective equipment, the PPE stuff. So um, I know John, John or Don Schumacher Racing did that too. They were they kept people, but they were mostly. I think they trimmed some people, but then they they were sort of taking the fab shop or whatever, and I don't know if it was exactly the fab shop, but I think it was, and they were they were producing PPE. So they've right. been doing, you know, some people have been doing that. I don't, I don't, a lot of these teams are, are pretty streamlined to begin with. Most of them aren't, don't have a lot of employees, I don't think, you know. Susan Wade, been covering the NHRA drag racing for many, many years. To put a cap on this, Susan, what's uh, if you're if you may be a betting woman, let's say you are a betting woman. Do you do you do you, do you think this will continue for the NHRA? Do you th- or do you think they'll just close their doors and hope that 2021 brings better days? I had kind of encouraged Glenn Cromwell to do that, but but yeah. he said, and I asked him just at the at the at the restart of the first Indianapolis race this year. I said. Is there going to be a point at which you're just you have to pull the plug because you're going to be seeing bad reports out of these states that they're not going to let you come? I mean, at some he said yes. At some point, there probably is going to be something like that. But because I I have to give I have to give NHRA credit for this is when they came back with their re-revised schedule, I think the third iteration of it, they had a pretty um, logical course through the country you know usually they're hopping from this coast to that coast and making no sense but this this um agenda looked pretty good you know but will they get to do it i i can't see it i just i think pomona's going to be out i i just at the end of the year i i i just i don't see them getting it all in i just don't and at some point i mean the countdown which we don't have anymore thank goodness is um the least races so but right now they've got Pomona, Phoenix, two Indianapolis races. Well, today's Indianapolis races isn't finished, but let's say it is. By and large, they've got four. They're going to do another one in Indianapolis in a couple of weeks. they got the U.S. Nationals. So that could be six. Is that a full season? Is that going to be enough to crown a legitimate champion? I, I, they, thought, they thought it was after six countdown races, so that's another whole issue, I guess. But I don't, I don't, I don't think they're going to get that many more in. Maybe Bristol. How, how can you tell the NHRA they can't come to Bristol when you can cram all those people in for the NASCAR All Star race? Right. There you go. That's well, true. Susan, uh, I, what we tell all of our guests that join us, basically, just what you already know is just stay safe because it, uh, it's some different times, isn't it? It sure is. And you know what? All, all that about Susan Wade covering the NHRA for many, many years. You're making me sound really old. <laughs> Oh no, we're all old. It's all good. <laughs> well, That's okay. I'll we, take we've been, it. we're ce- we're celebrating our twenty years. So you think you feel old? Just look at these <laughs> these three. Come on, Sue. Hey, con- congratulations <laughs> to you for that. That's that's really awesome. That's hard to sustain and good for you. 
All right. Okay. Well, Susan, we appreciate your work. Thank you. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I'll, I'll, hopefully I'll know something more and, and we'll be able to tell you about that later. Awesome. <laughs> Susan, wait here at the foundation. Thanks, thanks Sue. Thanks, guys. Yeah, she, she had a really good article out, which is what basically spurred this all on, dragzine.com, about NHRA. Could Indy be NHRA's swan song? 